Thank you for making Locked on Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. On today's show, we recap last night's 3-0 loss to the Blue Jays. We preview tonight's matchup between Yusei Kikuchi and Nestor Cortez Jr. And I long for the days when Brian Cashman didn't speak so much about the Yankees' failures in free agency. I have some thoughts about his latest comments. That's all coming up next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Yankee fans. This is Stacey Gautzulius, host of the Locked On Yankees podcast. Your team every day, Locked On Network, welcome. You can watch us on YouTube. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. You can listen in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you have a smart device, you can tell it to play podcast, Locked On Yankees. It works. I have one of those things in my room over there, and she's very good at doing that. Um... Yeah, so the Yankees lost to the Blue Jays last night and couldn't score any runs. And it does look like their offensive problems are rearing their ugly head this early in 2022. Though I still feel like it's too early to panic. I think if they're still playing like this heading into mid-May, end of May, then you can panic. But for right now, new guys are still getting used to being Yankees. You know, and I'll even throw Joey Gallo into that mix because he was only there half a year. I'm not worried about Rizzo. (laughs) But Joey Gallo is taking a little time to get things going. And Isaiah Kiner-Falefa and other factors. So let's talk about last night's game. First of all, Jamison Tyone pitched well. He did. He And he lasted longer than any other starter so far this season. He pitched five full innings. Good for you, Jamison Tyone. Whoever, if you, I said it last night, if you bet on him being the first Yankee starter to last at least five innings, you won something. I don't know what, but you won something. Good for you. And uh, let's just look at the stats from last night as I pull it up on my computer because I'm not one of the fancy locked on people who have screens all over the place yet working on that. I just have one in front of me where I'm recording and looking at things. And it's... Oh, it's a problem, but don't worry. This season, it's going to improve. Everything's going to improve. I have a new fancy light, although I don't have it here. It's at my friend's house with colors. You may have seen it when baseball first came back in the beginning of March, and we announced that the lockout was over. Yeah, I had that light over at my friend's house, and um, I'm going to have them bring it over. So, yeah, Tyone, he pitched better than most of the starters so far as in lasting longer, gave up two runs on five hits in those five innings, didn't walk anyone, struck out six. He did give up a home run to George Springer. And Yankee fans, can can we stop chanting things at Astros and former Astros? Because every time you do that, they hit a home run. Altuve's done it. Springer's done it. I think Altuve's done it a couple of times. So just, it's, it's enough already. They know. They know they cheated. We know they cheated. It's enough. It's like 
Also, stop chanting about Trey Young. He doesn't even play baseball. Don't chant about him at Yankee Stadium. Come on. It's ridiculous. Stop it. We're not Boston fans. Stop doing that stuff. (laughs) Michael King came in, gave up five. No, gave up one run on five hits. That would have been bad if he gave up five runs on one hit. That would be. Yeah, no, that wouldn't be good. He pitched two and two thirds. And then uh, Marinaccio pitched one and one third. Didn't give up a hit, didn't give up a run, struck out someone. The Yankees pitching actually struck out more than Blue Jays pitching. Now, the funny thing about this is everyone always talks about the Blue Jays bullpen not being great. But after Alec Manoa left, they pitched three scoreless innings. He lasted six, gave up one hit, walked four struck out seven. That's frustrating. That's frustrating. It's frustrating when the Yankees can walk a few or work a few walks, but then not capitalize on that. Plus, the home plate umpire was having a little trouble deciphering between balls and strikes and his zone was very wide. Paul Emmel. Yeah, that was an issue too. Maybe it's still spring training for the umpires too. We saw an issue with Laz Diaz in the Boston series, though I will say that I don't understand how someone like Laz Diaz still has a job. Him and Angel Hernandez. Oh, of course, Angel Hernandez had issues in the game that he was umpiring last night. He was behind the plate calling clear strikes balls. When I say clear strikes over the plate and calling them balls, I I don't understand Well, I do. I understand the lack of accountability because the umpires are in a union. They can't just fire them. But it's getting to the point now where, and I said this last season, it's a detriment to have the strike zone box on TV because now you realize how bad some of these umps are. And I realize it's not easy to call balls and strikes. My brother is an umpire, not at the major league level, but he umpires All different levels, softball, baseball, from kids to adults. And he knows how difficult it is. And he still thinks most of the guys working in MLB could improve by a lot. So Paul Emmel, not a great job last night. Not as bad as Laz Diaz. And if you are on Twitter, you have the umpire auditor and umpire scorecards accounts that show you the accuracy and inaccuracy of some of these guys when they're doing their jobs. And yeah, some of it's not pretty. So now as for the hitting or lack of Yankees didn't even have an extra base hit last night. Unbelievable. They were 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position. I joked in my post game video last night that Aaron Hicks only left two on base last night, as opposed to the six that he left on base against the Red Sox on Sunday night. So that's an improvement. The only people who had hits last night, Joey Gallo had two. Sorry, Joey, I was kind of slagging on you earlier. Gleyber Torres had one. Aaron Hicks had one. Everyone else had offers, including Josh Donaldson, who pinch hit. Oh, and we're four games into the season and Marwin Gonzalez was playing shortstop. Which will bring me to segment three. 
when I talk about Brian Cashman opening his mouth again. When he really shouldn't, he needs to stop. Can Brian Cashman stop? Well, we'll talk about that in segment three. But first, Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. We're here. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. As I said yesterday, you can put money on which major league manager will be fired first. Aaron Boone is leading those stats right now. I don't think he's going to be fired. But if you wanted to bet on it, go right ahead. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign to, sorry, learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. You should listen to Locked On MLB Prospects when you're done with our show. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the Major League stars of tomorrow, including some names we may see on the field in Yankee Stadium in the not-so-distant future. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. And going by how Aaron Boone keeps putting different people in at shortstop... (laughs) You might see someone sooner than the not-so-distant future, depending on how things go. Who knows? So let's briefly um, look at the matchup for tonight. As I said in the cold open, it's Yusei Kikuchi against Nestor Cortez. And as I mentioned on yesterday's show, the Yankees... It seemed to me from looking at how he pitched against them when he was with Seattle, you know, he didn't they didn't face him that much because it's Seattle. They don't play Seattle as much as they play the Blue Jays. So it'll be interesting how this season goes with more matchups against him. But it seemed as if they did okay against him and not great against him every other start that they saw him. And the last time they saw him, he kind of stymied the offense, which isn't a good sign even though I just talked about the alternating performances, but with the way the offense has looked the last two nights, don't be surprised if he stymies them again. So let's look at matchups. Ah, okay, they fixed it. (laughs) I was joking on yesterday's show when I was doing the preview for the entire series that they hadn't updated things and they were still showing Randall Grichik as a current Blue Jays batter, but now he's gone. So we don't get to marvel at his performances against Yankee pitchers. Although, if I recall correctly, I said that he didn't do that well against Nestor Cortez. So, George Springer against Nestor Cortez. Let's see. Where'd he go? 500. But that's only in two at-bats. As I said, the sample sizes are small. Bo Bichette has five at-bats against Nestor Cortez Jr. He's batting 600 with a home run. And Springer has a home run as well. The rest of the guys don't. And Randall Grichik. Oh, no. Randall Grichik did badly against Nestor Cortez. Who was the one that he didn't do well against? Maybe it was Cole. So, yeah, no. Actually, Grichik did well against Cortez. 500 in six at-bats, two home runs, four runs batted in. Thank goodness you're not here. Now, we have the lineups for tonight because it is almost 4 o'clock as I record this. So for the Blue Jays, Springer, Bichette, Vlad Jr., Teoscar Hernandez, Guriel Jr., 
Alejandro Kirk, Matt Chapman, Santiago Espinal, and Tyler Heineman is their catcher, and he's batting ninth. Now for the Yankees, Donaldson, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, LeMahieu, Torres, Hicks, Higashioka, Kiner-Falefa, Gallo gets the night off. Glaber is playing second. Let's see. Giancarlo Stanton is in right. Judge is in center. Hicks is in left. Interesting. Huh. Okay. That's an interesting turn of events. Hmm. I don't know if I... (laughs) I don't know if I like that, but, you know, I don't actually care about the defense so much. I mean, I should, but I don't. Could you guys score some runs? Could you hit, you know, situational hitting? Could you do something? Maybe get an extra base hit. Don't try to kill and hit home runs. Try to just put the ball in play, dudes. That's all you need to do. I don't know. I know it's not easy to play baseball. I wouldn't be able to play baseball, mainly because I'm blind in one eye. Um, I also bat righty, which means um, if I were playing baseball or softball, which my mom would not allow me to do as a kid. My dad wanted me to play on his little league team and my mom would not allow it because of me being blind in this eye. She was afraid I was going to get hit in the face. She really had no faith in me. (laughs) So I scored for my dad instead for his little league teams. I couldn't play. Um, So I know it's not easy to hit the baseball. Some of these guys make it look like it's really simple, but I know it's not. But it feels like these guys should be able to sometimes put their bat out, poke it, kind of, you know, especially when there's a shift on, just poke, hit the ball where they ain't, please. I don't know. I don't understand why they make it seem so hard. And when you look at the Yankees on paper, okay, you look at this lineup, Josh Donaldson, Aaron Judge, Anthony Rizzo, Giancarlo Stanton. Holy crap. That's a good top four. Then you're followed by DJ LeMayhew, who, okay, he had a bad season last year, but he was injured. And he was amazing in 2019 and 2020. Then you have Glaber Torres, Aaron Hicks, Kyle Higashioka, Kiner Falefa. So it looks like the bottom three are a black hole. But that top six, when they're all hitting, is pretty scary. That's the key, though, when they're all hitting, (laughs) not when some of them are hitting. If all of them are hitting, I want to see the kind of performance from this lineup where there isn't a break for the starting pitcher. That would be lovely to see. And again, I'm not panicking. It's too early in the season to panic. It's just frustrating to feel like the problems that they had in 2021 are carrying over into 2022 when not a large portion of the lineup is different, but there's enough of a difference in the lineup to say that this is a different team than 2021. You don't have Gary Sanchez anymore. You don't have Gio Urshela anymore. You now have Josh Donaldson in there. You have Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. You have Kyle Higashioka in there more days than not now because he's your starting catcher. So this ties into Brian Cashman's comments and what the Yankees could have and should have done in the offseason to make the team better, which they didn't do. They kind of kept it at the status quo. And they, while they replaced some people with other people, I don't feel like they improved the team enough, especially with the Jays, the Rays, and the Red Sox, the way they are in the division. 
And Brian Cashman is talking a lot and saying things that are making Yankee fans question whether or not they actually want to watch this team this year. That's how bad it's gotten. Craig Calcaterra, who used to write for NBC, he now has his own newsletter, Cup of Coffee. You should subscribe. He's on Twitter. We're friendly on Twitter. He's my Gen X buddy. We have a lot of uh, similar pop culture likes and you know we get each other when we talk about certain things and we both watched it's our move if you're gen x and you watched it's your move um he compared the yankees to the wilpon era mets he's right and we'll talk about that in a second but first This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. And why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when you order from Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So Brian Cashman, Brian Cashman, he has been making the rounds <laughs> talking about what the Yankees didn't do during the offseason. I kept saying it all winter I wanted the Yankees to sign Carlos Correa. I knew deep down in my soul they would not do it. But I was kind of hoping against hope that Brian Cashman would surprise me, that Hal Steinbrenner would surprise me, and that they would do something. And then they make it so the Twins could get Carlos Correa by taking on 37-year-old Josh Donaldson's $50 million. I am still stuck on this, and I know I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. But the more Brian Cashman keeps talking in public, the more this keeps coming up and the angrier I become. Now, here's the thing. I'm not a journalist. I wrote about baseball for years, but as a blogger and, you know, I would write columns and a lot of them I would stick person. I would write personal essays about baseball and I would report news about baseball, but I'm not a journalist. Abby is. And she talks about it when she's on the show with me. I am not. I'm a Yankee fan who became a baseball writer in the 2010s, and now I'm a full-time podcaster in the 2020s. So I'm coming at this from a fan perspective, trying to look at it through the lens of a journalist, or trying my hardest to, but the fan part of me just gets so angry when it hears... (laughs) Brian Cashman saying the things that he's saying. This was probably the best shortstop class, you know, free agent class ever. 
it would have been like Nomar, Jeter, A-Rod, and prime Cal Ripken Jr. were all free agents at the same time. (laughs) And the Yankees ended up with none of them. None. And after seeing what the Twins were able to do with Correa, he has a three-year deal. He can opt out after year one. The Yankees were probably afraid of doing a long-term deal with some of these guys. And then it turns out Correa was just like, yeah, I'll take three years. As long as I can opt out after one. But this is what he said. This is what Cashman said. He was on WFAN yesterday. And he was talking about different players, or they were talking about different players that were available. He said, we never made an official offer to Correa or Freeman, but we were in touch with their reps on what they were looking for. That's great. That's not even at least you tried. You know that GIF? At least you tried. I think it's a cake, and I think it's from The Simpsons. It's not even that. Like, they didn't even try to try. (laughs) Like, what? Yeah, I'm at a loss for words here, which is shocking because I could babble with the best of them. And what Craig Calcaterra said in his newsletter is true. He said, he said, I never thought I'd see the Yankees playing that game. He said, and then after the quote that I just read from Cashman, he said, which is even worse than what when the Mets used to do it. Rather than saying we tried, this is Cashman saying the Yankees merely thought about trying. It's true. It's true. He said, there's this thing the Mets used to do all the time in the Wilpon era, in which after a big name free agent signed elsewhere, they'd leak to some Met friendlies rep- Met friendly reporter that they made a player or made an offer to that player. Like the Mets were in discussions with blah, 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 because it was a transparent effort to make it look like they were trying, even though they weren't trying. And now that's what the Yankees are doing. The Yankees have become the Wilpon era Mets. Just without as much losing, but still. I can't believe we're at this point. I can't believe it's 2022. And the Yankees have squandered this championship window. (laughs) It really seemed like they were on to something after 2017, making it to game seven of the ALCS. And then, of course, we found out what happened during that season. And that was kind of a bummer. But they should have won at some point in the last five years, or at least made a World Series and made it close to winning. But no, the Yankees keep doing the, we're happy to be here, <sighs> shtick. We're happy to make the, oh, we made the playoffs. The playoffs are a crapshoot. As long as we make it, it's fine. No, no, you're the Yankees. You need to do everything that you can to make the team better. You didn't do that this offseason. At all. Sure, you may have helped the defense, although we're not really seeing that too much right now. But again, I'll chalk that up to just coming over to the Yankees jitters for Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. I imagine he'll be better at shortstop. He's just thinking too much, and I get it. I understand that. I think he'll improve there. But you didn't improve the team. While the Blue Jays really improved their team. The Red Sox went out and got Trevor Story. 
The Rays are the Rays. They can do whatever they want with whomever they want. Although last night they did get their butts kicked by the A's, which was kind of shocking. And Brett Phillips had to pitch. But every team's going to have a game like that during the season. Don't be surprised if it happens to the Yankees sometime soon with the way their pitching is going. Not the bullpen, but the starters not lasting as long as they should. So yeah, I think that Brian Cashman should probably be quiet and stop saying stuff like this because he's just going to make Yankee fans more and more angry. They're already angry. (laughs) They were already angry enough when the Yankees did what they did during the offseason. And coming out and saying, well, yeah, no, we we kind of found out what they wanted, but we didn't really offer anything or we weren't even going to think about offering anything. Why? Why would you do that? It's not like Brian Cashman is a new GM here and doesn't know how Yankee fans and New York fans in general react to everything. What are you doing? What is he doing? I don't I don't understand this. Again, I'm trying to come from or come at this from the perspective of both a journalist and a fan, but it's hard for me to not react to this as a fan. It's just... I can't. And then Brian Cashman was talking about Aaron Judge. And, you know, a lot of people are talking about how the extension didn't happen. And... Judge requested $21 million for his 2022 salary. The club offered $17 million. <laughs> and he said, Judge, that he was disappointed after rejecting their seven-year $213.5 million extension. But that he'll look forward to hearing from the other teams around baseball. As I said the other day, seven years is appropriate for Aaron Judge. He's turning 30 in a couple of weeks. And as I said, if he was younger, even if he was two or three years younger, you would see the Yankees probably would have offered him more. But you're on the wrong side of 30 when you hit free agency. More teams are going to do shorter offers. I still don't think he's not going to sign with the Yankees. I still feel like a year from now, we'll be talking about Aaron Judge still being a Yankee. I just don't know how much it's going to be for. But it is, I don't know. You know, it says that his, him and his agent are seeking one of the largest deals ever issued to an outfielder. Now, this is, this is the group of guys Mike Trout's contract was 12 years, $426.5 million. Mookie Betts, $12 million, Bryce Harper, 13 years, $330 million. And Giancarlo Stanton, 13 years, $325 million. Again, these guys were all younger when they made these deals. Now, is it possible that the Yankees do a shorter deal with more money per year or do it where they change it and make it higher toward the end or make it higher toward the beginning and kind of taper off like who knows how they're going to do it but he's not getting any kind of deal like that not at 30 (laughs) they're not going to sign him until he's 42 no 
No. I don't know. Now, Cashman did decline to say that Judge was seeking a nine-year deal. That's the rumor that was spread when all this stuff was going on. And he didn't want to tell anyone anything. I wish he'd say that about everything else, but... (laughs) Um, Now, he did talk about the Minnesota deal that he made. This is what he said about it. The Minnesota deal accomplished a lot of different things for us that we were happy with. Obviously, we added payroll by doing that versus what eventually was available later on that spring post lockout when we ultimately when ultimately the Correa camp decided to do a short term deal. I, uh, I'm still stuck on this whole we got Josh Donaldson for 50 million and agreed to pay his 50 million dollars while the twins freed up that 50 million dollars to get Carlos Correa. <sighs> Did something happen in the universe? At some point in the 2010s, to screw with the Yankees, I don't understand. Because I know that when new Yankee Stadium was built, there was a construction worker who tried to bury a Red Sox jersey in there, but then they found it and they were able to pull it out. And then the Yankees won the 09 World Series, so it didn't do anything to jinx them. But I feel like since then, <laughs> something's going on. It's really strange rooting for a team that is good every year. You know, they haven't missed the playoffs since 2016. And in those years, I say it all the time, in those years that they didn't make the playoffs in the 2010s, they were still over 500 and they were still in the playoff race relatively late into the season. But it's so strange feeling like you're rooting for a bad team when they're not bad because of what the front office and ownership are doing. Let me know if you feel the same way. It's just very, it's strange. It is strange being a Yankee fan right now, and I don't like it. And I want them to stop this nonsense. I want it to stop now. And Brian Cashman needs to be quiet already. Just stop. When radio stations are like, hey, you want to come on and talk? No, I have work to do. (laughs) Just say no. That's all you got to do, Brian. Just say no. So, tonight... Nestor Cortez against Yusei Kikuchi. Yankees try to snap. I guess it's a losing streak. We're up to two. So if they lose again tonight, that's officially a losing streak. So let's hope that doesn't happen. (laughs) Right now, Abby is at Yankee Stadium trying new food. We told you about this yesterday. And hopefully we will have either footage for you or she'll be on the show tomorrow to let you know all about the goodness of those new treats at Yankee Stadium that I'm excited to try when I finally make it to a game at Yankee Stadium at some point. So for now, that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Thank you again for letting us pass 1,000 subscribers. And I'm still working on the giveaway, but I think I know what to give away. And I'll let you guys know soon. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB. Now make your second listen of the day Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We'd really appreciate it. So enjoy your Tuesday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. 